0: Hello everyone, we're Hello. back, back again together.
1: Yes, we're back but in another environment.
0: Yeah, wait, did we film a podcast back in Bordeaux? No, we didn't. Yeah, we took a week off, sorry about that. We obviously, as you'll find out today, we're super busy and I just felt like it made sense to miss one week rather than ramble something together and not have time and just add more stress.
1: Yes, we had a couple of things to take care of and so... It was just better to wait for Spain rather than do a crappy episode.
0: Yes. So, to clarify, aha, we're in Spain. We're in Espana. We're now Spanish livers, residents, whatever you want to call it. And I think this is a perfect topic for a podcast because there's so many of us nowadays who are moving abroad, moving to different places, whether it be for School for a new job, just for a little long-term vacation. Whatever you made, most of us move at one point in our lives. So I think a lot of people can probably relate to what we're going to discuss today.
1: Yes, I think uh, if you had the chance to travel a bit and really stay for a long period of time abroad, you experienced the idea of going out of the nest for a little while, (laughs)
0: leaving the nest, as we say. Yeah, yeah, but um, for us to get here. Yeah, got here. We had a road trip, which I wanted to talk a little bit about because it was our first road trip together. Okay, go ahead. That's what we've been been doing this week, really road tripping over here. We went further down south to visit my family, but I just wanted to ask Emilio, how was the driving experience for one thousand kilometers?
1: Uh, it was great. It was very, very great. To be fair, uh, no one was on the road from yeah. like basically the border of. Sp- between France and Spain in the Pyrenees until Valencia, yeah. we, we saw only a couple of trucks, but otherwise it was just our own road. Yeah. So it was very relaxing, no stress, and it went very smooth. To be fair, we had uh, we listened to two podcasts, very interesting podcasts, two great podcasts, um, and yeah, it was a good experience. We had a chat, we listened to podcasts, we could, you could enjoy the view.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> the view which was a desert land for a thousand kilometers yeah. the second we passed the Pyrenees Pyrenees, I can't say that word it was just orange for the rest of the yeah. journey but it wasn't ugly it just was plain compared to like going through France which is obviously very beautiful from the outset to deserts mm-hmm. but it was still beautiful it was just a different type of beautiful I also thought this would I really wanted to ask the public about this because we had an experience on the road and I wanna know if anyone else knows what was going on. Basically we were driving and this guy comes beside us. This is on the highway at what, 120 kilometers per hour. Mm. So super speed, the fastest you can go in Spain. This guy starts beeping the horn and pointing at us. And so our immediate thought was, oh no, is a tire burst? There's something wrong, with the car's a bit open and all your stuff's gonna fly out and we saw him like direct to pull over with us and I don't know, to me it felt dodgy and so I said, no, if we we pull over we don't pull over next to this guy because he was super crazy looking in my mind. And I wonder, was this guy trying to rob us? Does anyone know, is there people that go on the road and do that?
1: Yeah, it was uh, the first time I'd ever seen something like that because he actually pulled over himself. Yeah. So. And it's very dangerous to do that on the highway especially when you're not in an emergency situation yeah i wonder what he wanted yeah but, um,
0: because we drove a Emilio's car so it had a french plate We're in Spain maybe the guy had a thing against i don't know he might have seen that we were tourists and wanted to take an opportunity but i mean we were fine i just wondered if anyone else has ever had an experience with this because i wanted to know what was going on what he was trying to achieve
1: mm-hmm. yeah We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, back to today's topic. So we thought it'd be cool to discuss our previous experiences in moving abroad and how it differs to this one. Uh, I think Emilio has more experience than me on this. So if you want to hmm. get
1: started. So I think we, we really want to talk about long experiences where you stayed for a long t- period of time yeah. in the same place outside of your comfort zone. Um,
0: Yeah, not a two-week trip to Mexico, like a a real cultural integration.
1: Exactly. So I had mainly two of these. The first one was in Ireland when I first went there. And I stayed there for like uh, over uh, almost a year. And I stayed in the family, so I was completely immersed in the culture. Uh, The family really uh, spoke to me. We spoke every night, discussed different subjects. I was really interested in the Irish culture. So I could really, it was, it was, I was very lucky uh, in the sense because some of my friends at the flat and they would speak to their friends in the native language, so they wouldn't really experience the full uh, Irish uh, journey, let's say, whereas I could really, really, really uh, understand how these people uh, live their
0: day-to-day lives.
1: Yeah, it was eating habits, sleeping habits, uh, tea habits, (laughs) snack habits, all that stuff. Um, And so that was the best experience, and I was still in a family at the time, yeah. but it was not my family. So I feel like I really grown up uh, at that time, grew up at that time, because I was outside of my comfort zone uh, completely, and it was great. Like I think I would really um, recommend anyone doing that.
0: Yeah, I think you really had the best cultural integration you could. Because you go to a language school all day and you learn English and you learn about, you know, the general culture there. And then you come home and you don't get a break. So you're still living in it. And I think that's obviously, first of all, the best way to learn a language is to just throw yourself in the deep end. And even though it can be quite mentally tough to hear the language the whole day when, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I want to speak my native language at one point. Otherwise, I feel a bit lost in life. So it's definitely a tough experience, but I think you had the best experience possible. And as you can see, you learned English super well. You know a lot about Irish culture now. You learned a lot about independence. Mm -hmm. So I think that was such a cool experience for you to have. And if anyone was ever offered that opportunity, I don't know about you, but I would say take it.
1: Oh, yes. 100%. Especially if you're young, I feel like it's very refreshing and you're... Usually curious and it's very easy to make connections. We had a school where most folks, folks, <laughs> most folks were uh, young people. You had uh, maybe one or two older people. Let's say I had like a 50-year-old one time in my in my classroom. Uh, but it's much more difficult to connect mm-hmm. when you are at that age mm-hmm. than if you are like let's say 18. Yeah. which most people were at the time. It was between 18 and 25. So it's very easy to make friends with other uh, foreigners because they come from Japan, Brazil, Italy, Spain. And so you're all in the same situation. You're, you've are you all come here to uh, learn the language. Yeah. And so there is a immediate uh, link between all of, all of us. Yeah. And the connection is made very easily. You go for a pint and that's it. You've made friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, that's so true. What other experiences have you had?
1: Um, so the second one where actually was Scotland, where uh, we met. Uh, <laughs> but that's where I got my very first flight on my own. Uh, I didn't have a flat before on my own.
0: Oh, flat! I uh, thought you said flight.
1: No, uh, flat, flat, <laughs> flat. Um, flat on my own, and it was great. It was great. I remember the first day I arrived in the flat in uh, in, in Glasgow. I had a little panic attack. I was like, "This is my flat. I have to like get back on my own. Like, uh, can't say, Mom, oh,
0: help me.'
1: What's for dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, and it felt weird for the first maybe two hours. And I was like, "This is a new experience, and uh, we can only embrace it. Like, I can't take a flight back home." <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, you're but, in but, the deep end.
1: But I didn't expect it to. Um, I didn't expect it to have this feeling. When I write and it was weird, yeah. but I always remember stepping in the flat and being like, "What's that?"
0: Yeah, you told me a story about your first night in the flat and how, when you looked at the pictures, you thought you were gonna get bed sheets and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. so basically the company had uh, put on a whole bed, bed sheets, pillows. Uh, cushions there on the on the couch and stuff so i didn't bring anything also because i was flying from france to to glasgow so i didn't i didn't have much space to take uh, things. on. so but i still took a little cover you know the covers you have blanket a little blanket mm-hmm. the one you have on your couches to you put on your legs when you are cold okay. in the winter just in case there wasn't any anything on the bed yeah And so I arrived in in the flat and for the next three days, I didn't have pillows, didn't have a cover, didn't have a blanket, nothing. So I slept slept on the couch um, for like three days. Freezing, probably? I was freezing cold because also I didn't want to... Oh yeah, I didn't know that my boiler had a timer on it. And so during the night, it went off and I didn't know that for a couple of days. So like the first few days, I was freezing in my flat. Uh, yeah. And we both know the um, temperature oh, temperature exactly. in Glasgow are quite chilly. Yeah, um, you really arrived
0: to peak winter.
1: Yes, but it was it was very funny. So you went on Amazon. Mm. Thank God Amazon exists. <laughs> mm. uh, I ordered like the first blanket and covers that uh, were on the website. One pillow. Boom, boom, boom. Finished. <laughs> sorted <laughs> sorted for the next uh, six months yeah but it was a very fun experience and i think when you are confronted to like okay i need to organize my dinners i need to organize my lunch for work because uh, i don't want to to buy my food every uh every day like it gets expensive it, it's a very um like it teaches you a lot yeah whatever you like it or not i mean of course I sent a little message to mommy saying, what are the essentials, you know, to have?
0: Yeah. <laughs> How do you normally cook a dinner? <laughs>
1: Not like, I said, what's the basics to have, you know, like, yeah. in, a, in a house? Um, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's amazing, I think. Uh, and it's, uh, you, it teaches you so many things you hadn't thought about before. Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, well, I have a... I guess a slightly similar story to you in the sense that I've done a family integration and I've done a go on your own and do it all yourself because I spent two months in the countryside of Milan last year and it wasn't like to learn Italian or anything it was just a job obviously I wasn't there for the the time Emilia was in Italy so I couldn't really fully develop As much knowledge, but nonetheless, I had the experience of living with a family Mm -hmm. and being 24-7 in a different culture. But I actually really enjoyed that part of it, which, like, yeah, might sound weird because there was a lot I didn't really enjoy about the journey. But I loved that I was with an Italian family at all times because Mm -hmm. I picked up things a lot quicker. And I think by the end of it, like, my understanding of Italian, like, I could fully understand the dinner conversations. There was the grandmother who didn't speak any English and me and her could somehow communicate even though I couldn't speak Italian and she couldn't speak English. We would speak our native languages Mm. and just get by. I learned a lot about the differences in food culture in Italy, sleeping culture because I'm from the UK where, you know, you get up early for work, work starts at nine and you get there for nine and you wake up at seven and then when I came, actually, before I started, the first day when I arrived, I was kind of nervous. I arrived the night before at like eleven pm, and so I woke up at six thirty because I was scared I didn't want to sleep in and look lazy. And so I, I woke up and I heard no noise in the house, and I thought, okay, they have two kids; they must not be awake. That's fine. It's six thirty, so I took out a book, and then it was seven thirty, and then it was eight forty. And then 9.30, and I was like, am I missing something? Is the house this big, I can't hear them? No, they just didn't wake up till 10 a.m. Mm. <laughs> so that was my first cultural difference was, oh, okay, people like to enjoy their sleep here. Like, mm. that's fine with me, I did too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also, last year, spent kind of half a year, I think, in Bordeaux. And again, that was another living with a foreign family. And I think it, this because I went straight from Italy to this, at one point I definitely felt the heaviness of not being around like my native people mm. and the differences somehow got to me, like there was just little things that I missed about home. But nonetheless, it was still great. I know my French improved a lot since living with your family. And yeah, it's an experience I'll never forget.
1: Yes, it's uh, it has brought uh, advantages and complications at the same time <laughs> yeah
0: but good complications complications that you want to have in life to have experience yes like i i would definitely say i don't always i, I can appreciate an experience even if at the time it was absolutely brutal i'll get into a story about here later but yes yeah, so, sometimes it sucks in the moment but when it's finished you're glad you have went through it
1: mm-hmm. yes yes i know it's uh It's life-changing to be confronted to uh, different adversities, for sure. It teaches you so much about cultures, yourself, and you can really really look back at it as uh, a a turning point in life in general, whether it be professionally, personally. It it brings good out of you. Um, uh, Like there is one sentence from Alex Freeman, which said something like, uh, if you don't struggle, you don't grow. Yeah. And which I found uh, very true mm-hmm. <laughs> in every sense.
0: Yeah, I so agree. If life was all roses and sunshine, you know, you'd be pretty naive by the time you're 40. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of need to experience some difficult moments to yeah. grow as a person.
1: Which is so uh, counter at, yeah. at first, because you you'd feel our goal would be not to struggle in life yeah uh, but at the same time it brings uh a plainness not to struggle i us say
0: yeah
1: you kind need of it. need it
0: yeah we need <laughs> challenges in life we yeah. were through evolution we were grown to be able to endure challenges mm-hmm. in life or death situations fight or flight moments so if we lived a life full of only happiness mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be fulfilling our human needs, necessarily, which sounds good yeah. to say.
1: Uh, which brings me to, it's a very good uh, transition to my, my the point I had. Uh, what were the struggles to get a fight with someone else?
0: As in me and you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, let's start the, the Spain part. Yeah. As we said, we were in Spain. So we're going to be in Spain from September until July. So not long off of a year, 10 months roughly. We may extend it a bit. And this is technically my year abroad, it's my compulsory year abroad. But I was kind of lucky that Emilio just graduated. And for any other graduate, can probably agree, post graduation is tough. So Emilio was able to come with me. And yeah, that leads us to getting a flat together, which is another experience I've kind of had, but not. I did have a roommate. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't—it wasn't an intense roommate situation, to say the least. Like uh, we were friends, and the girl was never really in. So I kind of felt like I was living alone a lot. And so I went from that to living with my boyfriend. Obviously, you know, you share a bedroom, you share everything, you share a kitchen, like share a couch. Everything is, you know, as someone who's quite independent, you really have to appreciate the word sharing. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, it's um. I, th- I talked about it in the in an article on the website actually on moving abroad without speaking the language of the the country, mm-hmm. and I just said that sharing a flat with uh, your partner brings actually challenges that I hadn't thought about. And it's not like big challenges, but you know considerations. Whatever. Let's
0: hear them. What were your considerations?
1: Not like for example, you cannot take decisions um, without asking the other for. Yeah her or his perspective, mm-hmm. because otherwise you would just get a fat for your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> you need to think for two people, not for one. So although one thing might suit you, mm-hmm. you need to think, okay, but will it work for both of us?
1: Yes. So it's very funny to come across something you you like and be, hmm, but does she like it as well? Yeah. Like, or would he actually accept it? Or, you know... um because you two are living in in the same environment so we always talk about the importance of creating a very good environment for your mental health for your productivity for your work etc but this time you cannot make it your own you have to make it you know a combination of both yeah which which is unusual because most of our early life we have our own bedroom we can create our own little uh, environment kingdom let's say yeah Um, this time is different
0: that's true although i think at least from my side i thought it was quite an easy move
1: we both we both had
0: roughly the same idea of what we wanted i think if anything i was slightly pickier like i really wanted a clean flat i wanted Mm. to have lots of space i wanted a balcony because i was in europe and we don't have balconies in the uk part of europe and so, yeah, I was definitely the pickier one. I remember when we finally found this flat, it happened so quickly, We'd be, but it didn't. We'd been searching for months and I just was not a fan of any of them. Uh, would you have settled for some of the other ones?
1: Well, if we were first to, I would have. But yeah. uh, it's, it was more out of a uh, uh, we can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we found a flat, it came up, and I thought, this is perfect. It has everything we want, we have a space to upload and create videos we have a second bedroom if friends come over to stay we have a good new kitchen everything was first and so i was like right on it and i remembered actually like already messaged the landlord Mm -hmm. and i thought oh yeah i have to ask (laughs) chameleon and so i sent him the flat and said is it good is it good and the second you gave me the heads up like yeah i like it cool we got it that night Mm -hmm. which is funny to think
1: yeah it happened very quickly because I remember the landlord saying oh tomorrow we have uh, visitors uh, like a couple of them not only one person but um, uh, two or three and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a trick to like yeah. push people uh, to to act fast but either way we, we were like okay we take it like uh, we the, the night we sent all the papers uh, you sent the papers because you were in contact with her yeah. um, but it was done like in, in less than a few hours it was uh, locked. <laughs> yeah
0: what's funny though is before um i'd like finalized that yes we'll take it i i still went into a childish habit and went downstairs and asked my mom what she thought which now i kind of regret because i know before i was like i want to make sure i do it just me and Emilio. you know we're not asking our families because if we're going to make mistakes it's cool to make them ourselves mm-hmm. rather than have our parents like baby us the whole process and then i still went and asked my mom what she thought <laughs>
1: Well, we. Um, I think it's just funny because you want to share this new adventure with your parents. You know, like they they have seen you for like twenty years uh, under their roof, and yeah. it's like, okay, look, uh, I have my own stuff right right yeah. now. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? You know, like yeah. it's you just want to be curious about your parents' perspective. Yeah, like, uh, it's. I think it's normal.
0: That's true, um, but one of the difficulties we faced was that we're. We're moving to a country where, in all honesty, I have not spent more than probably one month or two months in, and Emilio had never visited before. Emilio had no experience in the language, and my experience was fine. I mean, I study at university, but because I hadn't had the time in the country, I definitely still had to have the adjustment period of, okay, but how do I say this? How do I say this? What's the word for taxes? What's the word for deposit in Spanish? And so we were both kind of real nobies. And I think that made the process a lot more difficult.
1: Difficult and fun at the same time. You know, it's um, actually today, on Wednesday, I released a video on you should uh, laugh at yourself. And, you know, instead of when I go to the supermarket and I want to say like even a simple thing as have a good day, I'm like... What, what, what do i say and you know like I, after that i just laugh at myself instead of like uh lamenting on on my language skill yeah. uh, but it's just funny because every day you try to get a new word into the into the dictionary i say uh, personal dictionary but it's funny to see how limited it is you yeah. know like even yesterday i went to the bakery and i wanted to have a specific <laughs> bread and like i couldn't help but like pointing out <laughs> yeah. at the bread because I didn't have any other uh, ways to do it yeah. uh, at that point but, but it's just, it's funny like you cannot be sad about
0: it yeah I think these struggles are great struggles to have like um to expand on in story we w- he went in by himself because we weren't planning on leaving uh going inside so I didn't have a mask and so Amelia wanted to give me the mask and I said no I want you to go for the struggle go in and I gave him like the quick vocab like Una baguette, por favor, gracias, tarjeta. And you go, go do it. And so he went in for a one-year-old baguette and somehow came out with this seven-year-old bread. organic special, like five-day bread thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like, and it was yeah. good, bad too. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: good. Thank God it was good. Um, but yeah, like, those, those are funny stories that um, eventually build this new chapter. You know, yeah. you can look at look back and say, "Oh yeah, the first time I ordered uh, bread at a bakery, uh, I got confused and got something else, yeah. or you know, I got something much more expensive." Uh, and it's just good stories to tell. Yeah, it's it's uh, through hardships and mistakes you can tell good stories. Yeah, like.
0: another struggle is that um, w- w- when I came here, I made a pact in my head, like. I would rather struggle in Spanish than revert into English. And so, I have i mean, I've done fine in that so far. Yes, I have struggled for sure. There's been times where I've said, yeah, yeah, sure. And really I've understood half of what the person said, but it's fine. Like I've got here. But yesterday I had to open a bank account. And this is another complication when you move abroad post-Brexit. Getting a bank account is an absolute stress. And I spent... I think probably in total two and a half hours just yes, yesterday with the woman waiting, speaking in Spanish, waiting. And there were so many things this woman asked me for that I'd never even heard of. And I was like, you want what from me? I don't even know what that is in English. Like, um, and I, I remember not being upset the whole time, even though like really the pro- there was a good, for the first hour I did not think I was going to be able to get a bank account. It just did not seem positive. I wasn't upset because I was like, how cool is it that I'm here in Spain trying to open a bank account, trying to communicate in Spanish, trying to get through all the hustle Mm -hmm. and that I'm actually doing it. And so when I came home, I was so proud of myself that, one, I opened the bank account in Spanish. I did not use one word of English the whole time Mm -hmm. that I was able to do that for two and a half hours. I was able to understand the process a bit. And yeah, it's like something... I'll never forget. It's my first time struggling to open a bank account.
1: You can make a, a video how to open a bank account. <laughs>
0: Honestly I can't because I don't really understand the process still. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's um
1: it's, it's good memories. It's good memories. And it's a good thing that they don't speak English back. Uh you know, like we have a little market next to us and it's it's mainly like all the people that have farms or their family have farms and stuff and you know you you try to to get a a super thing as a corvette and you say uh like how do you say corvette and and she and like she tells you how to say it and like uh it's a it's a fun experience because uh usually they're very friendly very outgoing so they would tell you the word with a smile uh, yeah and they're
0: happy that you're trying yeah yeah
1: they're, they're happy instead of showing up and say and have a courgette like if you start speaking english they probably wouldn't appreciate it
0: yeah i know and that's that is almost a little petty of mine but it's probably just because i'm a language assistant i uh yeah language student and assistant that's why i i, I kind of grudge when i hear british people and american people uh, reverting only to english because i'm like come on these people struggle in english with us like mm-hmm. let's let's be the ones struggling for once like yes. not everything needs to be in english but um Another another cool thing about where we're living in Valencia is that we went down south into the Valencian community, but to another city, and everything was in English. It was like almost horrifying because I thought, "Yeah, sure, you're moving to a different culture and country, but you're not really," because they had everything you'd have in the UK. You had you were served by British people, and I, I almost had a moment of. Oh, God, is this what my year abroad It's going to be like? Because if it is, I'm not going to learn a thing. I'm just going to be a Brit abroad. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back and we started getting settled into Valencia, I was so relieved to find out yeah, no one speaks English. And good, good for them. I'm happy that they don't speak English because it means if I struggle, they won't just try and speak English to make it easier for me. Like they'll just sit and wait till I make sense out of something. And yeah, I've I've really appreciated that so far and I'm excited for more experiences with the struggle.
1: Which uh, you actually are going to share through your membership on your channel, by the way.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I just yesterday released a membership where twice a week, I'm gonna upload some photos, um, hopefully good ones from my journey in Valencia and also journal articles about things I'm learning, what it's like moving abroad and more life lessons rather than the specifics because it would be to an audience. So it's more the general of what it's like living abroad.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good concept. Um, and also, like, you have a, like a journal, pictures, and stuff. So I think it could uh, add a really good value. Uh, yeah, and like I in, think it in, will. insider thoughts on a, a Brit living abroad. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you go on my channel, there's the join section now. I would really appreciate it, but no pressure. <laughs>
1: Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I'm very excited for the next 10 months because 10 months, uh, a lot of things can happen um, if you really try to. And uh, it's gonna be fun to look back in June or July on the things we have done and the things we may not have done. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's uh, exciting.
0: What are you most looking forward to out of these 10 months?
1: Uh, Learning Spanish, for sure. Uh, learning Spanish. I'm also super excited to, uh, since we have our own uh, space, like hopefully make more videos, um, more engaging videos that add value. So basically, I have more independence, trying to get more projects going. Uh, I think really this uh, first experience abroad, out of the, of the, out of the home, to try and build something that is sustainable and that can really help me in the future. Yeah, it's uh, seeing it as an investment for the future. Yeah. There you go, what about you?
0: Um, I'm most excited about integrating into the city, meeting some people, like, of course, learning the language, that's predominantly my reason for being here on my year abroad to advance in the language, which I'm I'm so excited about. But honestly, just general, Generally, this city in particular has just been a dream of mine. And so when I actually got placed in Valantia, I remember just thinking, there's no way. like This was really a needle in a haystack position to get in this city center. And I'm glad that since I've come here, I haven't thought, oh, it's overrated. I don't see the hype. Mm. I thought the opposite. I thought, this is the best city in the world. Everyone's so friendly. There's so much to do. We're in such a good location. We have everything around us. Yeah, I'm just so happy that it's finally here because I've been dreaming of my abroad since I was 15 or 16 years old and I first decided I wanted to do languages.
1: Good. So it's a good thing for uh, a good experience as a language student, of course.
0: Yeah, it's a good start.
1: Yes. Well, it's an amazing start.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have friends who are on their Eurovods and they are not having the same start that I am and I think it just makes me... Even more grateful to know that I'm enjoying my first moments, and hopefully it can continue like that. You know, yes. I think first impressions are are quite everlasting. Naturally, with the brain and psychology, we tend to hold on to them a little bit, and so I'm glad that my first impressions of the city are as positive as they are.
1: Amazing! And say good. And say good. Um, that's exciting. We will see, maybe we do another episode. Like the uh, one year update of being in Spain. Almost, let's say, yeah. 10 months.
0: We'll <laughs> round it up yeah. to a year. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. soon two months it's and just make it. A year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: we'll be there another two months <laughs> just to make the video. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be amazing. And can't wait to make uh, that podcast. Yeah. And, and other podcasts in this place.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited that we have a space for ourselves to create, as you said earlier. I think it makes a difference. I know that um, if anyone else, if anyone else is a creator, they'll understand that filming when your parents are downstairs can be a little bit tricky. And so it's nice to have our own space Mm -hmm. and to know that I can pick up a camera whenever and not feel embarrassed that my mom and dad hear me.
1: Yeah, so subscribe to all the channels. yes
0: (laughs) yes <laughs>
1: there you go um let's, let's wrap it up
0: let's wrap it up here okay this was a short and sweet podcast but actually photo thoughts
1: yeah yeah it was just uh an introduction for uh to say that we are in a new place uh our experience moving abroad the difficulties the challenges and what we uh hope to get in the future yeah. uh in this experience and yeah, it was fun it was fun to uh, think about what's next and what we can do with the space so thank you very much for listening. Yes, and thank you so much. And as usual, leave us a five-star review if you think we deserve it uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, look at uh, Lucy's channel and the new, new membership, membership features.
0: Feature. Yes, and remember that at 1,000 subscribers, we're going to make a Skillshare course. So be sure to subscribe for that. And also check out Emilio's website and newsletter. I know that the newsletter brings me a lot of clarity and value so i hope it would do for you as
1: well thank you thank you thank you Uh, so we'll see you next week as usual sunday yes take care and bye bye